Hello, everybody, and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm Josh, and today I'm talking about Not Even Bones by Rebecca Schaefer. So let's dissect the magic of books. First off, this was... I felt like this was a pretty middle-of-the-road book for me. Three out of five stars. I went into it hoping for a little bit more, and I didn't really feel like I got it, which is was kind of disappointing because I was really expecting something exciting here. The book kind of puts it out there that it's going to be this really kind of a darker book, a take on fantasy. And while it was darker, I felt like it wasn't dark enough for what I was expecting. And maybe that's on me, maybe not. But it was it was a fine book. It was good writing. I'm pretty sure this is Rebecca Schaefer's first work. And it does, I guess it, I realized afterwards that it does fall under the YA category or young adult. And so I understand why it maybe was wasn't as dark as I was expecting it to be because I was expected definitely expecting more of an adult level of darkness slash grit and you know since I didn't get that that's kind of what made me feel disappointed as a young adult book I thought it was fine there's excitement there's some boredom there's some some interesting parts there's some less interesting parts eh, I guess I just kind of middle of the road it wasn't bad I never was wanted to put the book down it was so bad and stop reading it, but there were parts that I was like, ah, really, again, this is going to happen. So I guess let's just kind of get into it and see how we feel about it, and then we can go from there. So the this is the spoiler section now. So the plot of Not Even Bones is that our main character, Nita, is a, she's a girl, she lives in the world, there are unnaturals. They have certain abilities, from glowing to the zannies which feed on pain, unicorns steal your souls, and she dissects them. You know, her mom goes out and kills them, captures them, well, kills them, usually, brings them home, she dissects them, you know, courts them all up, does really good work like that, and then sends them off. And she's, you know, young, she's 16, 18-ish age, which makes sense. And then her mom brings home a live one, starts selling him piece by piece, and Nita's not having that. She doesn't like it when they're at home because she can divorce herself from the reality of what's right and what's wrong. You know, I'm not her killing them, they're already dead, I'm just making use of their body. She betrays her mom. She lets Fabricio, which I just, I'm going to call him Fabric because Fabricio is, is too complicated for my poor small brain. So she sets Fabric free. She sends him off. And then later she and her mom are on the run or they, they leave and you can tell her mom's mad at her. She gets kidnapped. She gets taken to the death market, basically, where they sell all the unnaturals. She's kidnapped by Reyes and her two guards with a Zanny guard named Covid. Covid. Yep. And Zanny's uh, eat pain. Although, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember this. Let's talk about the eating of pain later. But first, let's just get through the plot. She is kidnapped. She has a. She's in a cell next to another girl. The other girl gets. Now her eye taken out and eaten by somebody, and then they they escape. They get free. She makes a deal with COVID. They kind of work together for a little bit. They're recaptured. They escape, burn down the night market or the death market. I don't remember if it's the night or the death market. It just it says it like once and then it's over with. And then they escape and they kind of go their separate ways with potential of meeting up later. So it just let's just start with the things. The villains I felt were really really weak. Like there's Reyes and her two guards, and while they were able to deal with people they were prepared for like they were outwitted by a 16 year old girl who like had some like locked herself somehow right you know locked it so she couldn't get her food in so they had to feed her and i was just like uh hmm, i don't i don't think so this is uh quite silly the fact that you know you're able to just defeat these people who've captured you and boulder who captured you and the fact that the night market the super underground not it's just not underground but you know what i mean when i say underground area where they're selling unnaturals 
wouldn't have any kind of security guarding like the the gas tanks and anything or the propane tanks and they're able to just light them up on fire and then boom like i just thought was a little bit much for my for me to believe that there was basically no security that they were able to run and get this taken care of. So that was fine. It, it just, it was like, no, nah, that's come on. A little bit much there. But the other thing I want to talk about was Zannies. Zannies eat pain and they have to eat pain or they'll die. But they don't really eat pain because you could choose to not eat. A Zanny cannot choose to not eat pain. He just eats, he just like absorbs pain or like, I don't know how to describe it, but like he's near pain, he's absorbing it. No conscious effort on his part basically makes him high. And I was like, that's not like, these got to be the worst partner. Like anytime somebody's in pain, he gets a little bit of a high from it. And then he is a little bit more ineffectual. I mean, when the night market burns down and everybody's in pain there, he goes comatose for like three days while they're drifting out, you know, while she's trying to row him away. Like, he's completely useless during that time and he can't shut it off. Now, there are benefits, you know, if his blood's in a uh, pain reliever and he can not feel pain based on how recently he's ate. Ate, again, with the quotation marks there. But like, he is not a very good business partner to have, uh, just on a physiological standpoint, because when he's doing his job, which is causing people pain, he's becoming less effective at it because he's getting high from it, basically. So I did not really love that. I mean, I did love it, but I was just like, this doesn't make sense. Like, you you literally can't not feel this way. You can't not absorb it. And then the only way they're snuck up on is because the two guards that do capture them for, with uh, that used to work for Reyes, that work for Boulder now, they were so high on unicorn bone that they couldn't feel anything. And I'm like, okay, that's smart. I like that. That makes sense. They are so high, they can't feel pain, so the Zanny can't feel them. Uh, it was fine. Zannies are, are interesting. I liked COVID especially because he has rules. He's like, I noticed people were changing and that other Zannies that I knew, which you know are very kind of rare, when they would do certain things, it would start messing them up more and more and they'd kind of go crazy over, the, over causing pain. And I don't want to go crazy. I want to stay me. And so he makes rules for himself, like don't hurt anybody under a certain age. Don't hurt friends and family, even though they're the easiest to get the food pleasure or the food from, right? No sexual any nature of any kind of pain. So I like that he's built these rules for himself to help him stay himself. Not saying he's a good person because he knows he's not and neither is Nita. And she finally kind of accepts that in this book. But just to say that like, I am myself and I don't want to change and become even worse than what I am because I'm already bad. It's interesting, but I like the way that the book kind of handles and Nita, you know, she finally decides at the end of this or in the middle of this that she needs to get rid of her rules and be like, no, I, if, you know, I wasn't there dissecting the creatures, maybe mom wouldn't have killed so many or because of me, she was able to kill more. And she kind of accepts that and is like, okay, I need to just accept this. I'll have no morals. I'll do anything to survive. And it's like, okay, but like, you need a couple rules. And COVID points that out, like, make a couple rules so you don't just go crazy into the dark end or the deep, off the deep end. And I like that Nita isn't unnatural herself, you know, and that she has the ability to change her body. And the more she knows about her body, the more able she is to change it. So she can create more rods in her eyes to give her a little bit better dark vision. But then everything's kind of more black and white. That was well done. The only other thing is sometimes it felt like her power was a little bit more inconsistent. I wish it had just set up, thought out, you know, based on like how much energy I have or like I can do so much, but not these bigger things. And then she learns, you know, he, she learns how to throw a punch properly so she doesn't break her arm with all of her extra muscle mass from that Kobe, you know, trains her with. And, and so I liked that. I liked her, the way her power worked. 
I thought it was really interesting. I just felt it was a little soft as to like, well, how much can she change and how fast and how long does it take or how does she get tired? Does it just take ener- mental energy? Like those were the kind of questions I was having. And again, they are not really that big of an issue, especially for a YA book, but they were things that I wanted pointed out for me. Uh, let's talk about the two villains we have here. We have Reyes, the ones who kidnapped her, and Boulder, who is a buyer and he's an unnatural himself, but he's just a glow. So he's an R, which means he glows. Reyes, she was a, a villain. She was there. But again, she really just kind of orders her guards around and then she gets shot and dies. And then Boulder, they capture and they torture him a little bit and then they leave. And then he comes back, right? Like, But the villains themselves weren't like scary to me at all. And I was kind of disappointed by that. They're both there. And this is just the dumbest thing. And But I'm going to have to talk about it. It's like people seem to be decently smart. Like eating somebody does not automatically give you their powers unless... It give you have that ability already. Like if you eat things, you get its powers. Why on earth would eating somebody who can control their own body give you the power to control your own body? Do you eat fish and magically gain the ability to breathe underwater? No. Then why would you think it works this way? Like I just I don't understand it. Like does eating the girl who turns kind of whatever color of the thing she's eating, you know, does that give you the ability to turn that color? Does it just taste good? Like, if you want it because it tastes good and you're weird and you like to eat people, like, I guess that's okay. But, like, if you're trying to eat it to gain that ability, like, you're just not thinking correctly. Like, there's no way that that's going to (laughs) work. No, I just, so everybody who does that, and it's like the kind of the thing, like, oh, like the first one, Fabricio or Fabric is just, he's a delicacy. Everybody likes the way he tastes, I guess. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like, that is, you know, a taste thing and not like a, I'm going to try and get his ability. But everybody being like, ah, Nita, I'm going to eat you and gain immortality. And it's like, first off, she doesn't even think she can make herself immortal, but like, maybe she can because she can control things, her own body, you know, if she learned it better. But like, why would eating her give you that ability? You you are not the same. I just bad, dumb people. And again, the night market to Lucy with their wares and their propane tanks and their security. Like there's got to be somebody who helped start it up and who's kind of managing it that should have been watching over everything. So, and I did like that Morella does come back. She's the pink dolphin. You know, she, her skin changes color with what she eats. So she's forced to eat a lot of pink things and shrimp. And so her skin is all pink. And then when she's put in water, she actually turns into a dolphin. And then she's able to destroy all the ships as they come out of the, uh, out of the death market, which was nice. It was a, it was a good little ending. It was very nice. One thing that really did get me, though, is the progression from Nita about her mom thinking, I've betrayed my mom. She's going to come after me. She's going to hurt me because she does. Her mom doesn't treats her like an object, right? But then the realization like, oh, it wasn't my mom or my mom told me and this is betrayal and she knew it. I knew it. And then the fact that it's like, oh, wait, it wasn't my mom because these are photos of me on my own cell phone and I gave my cell phone to Fabric. So Fabric's the one who sold me and all the pieces start making sense but i'm just i was i like that that was a good trick that was a good twist that fabric was the one who sold her and not her mom and that potentially her mom's been trying to get her but at the same time it's like well i don't know maybe did your mom like actually know you were missing and like or did your mom leave you there to get kidnapped and she just didn't care or want to stop it, it she seems very competent you know for the 
Now, she's not a bounty hunter, but for the unnatural killer that she is, you'd think she would have been able to find you and either mount a rescue or be like, hey, I want to, you know, buy her, but we don't see her at all. And then we learn her dad's dead. And so that there's somebody kind of going after her family. So who knows what happened with the mom? But I like that that twist. And then the double twist at the end that she goes to Inhup, basically the kind of protectors of the unnatural creatures, the, the FBI of the unnatural creatures almost. And she's like, hey, I was here. I was kidnapped. I want to just go home. I can't. Here's my dad's number. Oh, your dad's dead. Like that was a brush. But then it's like, hey, we're going to get you to the States. And by the way, here's uh, this guy you're going to be staying with. And it's fabric again. And it's just like, oh, that's an interesting take. Like, where are we going to go from there? So like I said, it was just a mad book to me. Three, three out of five. It was fun, but it wasn't like super exciting. It dealt with a little bit of morality and kind of things, but I wish it had been able to go a little farther. And I understand that as a YA, that's why it couldn't or didn't. Still would have been better, I think, if it had. So that is going to be all I have to talk about, uh, Not Even Bones by Rebecca Schaefer. So thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. That really helps out. And I do have a Patreon available if you feel like joining and supporting the show. It's patreon.com slash libromancy. And don't forget to dissect the magic of books. <laughs>